By now, you've probably heard the story coming out of the Archdiocese of Detroit involving a fatherhood. If not, here's the brief summary. Following that will be the summary released by the Archdiocese of Detroit on the matter. It's more of a letter, really. After that will be my own thoughts, but here's the summary. A couple of weeks ago, the Vatican released a statement regarding the form of baptism, stating that using a community form of baptism was not valid. This would be baptizing, saying, we baptize instead of I baptize. The statement from the Archbishop of Detroit goes into the specific reasons why. This statement caused a very brief stir than past, at least the statement from the Vatican did. But it caught the attention of one fatherhood, a diocesan priest in the Detroit area, who then watched a video of his own baptism and saw that he had not been baptized in the form as, that the church requires and had been done so by a permanent deacon who baptized him using the words, We baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Fatherhood, immediately called the Archdiocese, was baptized properly, confirmed, ordained a transitional deacon, and ordained a priest in subsequent order. As you'll see in the letter momentarily, that was the easy part. I'll let Archbishop Vigneron explain what's going on in his letter. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, Earlier this month, the Vatican Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith issued an important doctrinal note alerting the Church throughout the world that baptisms were not valid in which a particular word or words were changed. Specifically to say, we baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, does not convey the sacrament of baptism. Rather, ministers must allow Jesus to speak through them and say, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In making this clarification, the congregation pointed to the Second Vatican Council, which established that no one, even if he be a priest, may add, remove, or change anything in the liturgy on his own authority. One of our priests in the Archdiocese of Detroit received this news with particular devastation. Father Matthew Hood, a graduate of Sacred Heart Major Seminary who sought ordination to the priesthood in June of 2017, had recently viewed a family video taken at the time of his baptism as an infant and realized the celebrating deacon decided to change the proper words or formula to baptism using we baptize as opposed to I baptized. Fatherhood immediately contacted the Archdiocese, and the proper steps were taken to remedy his situation. He was recently validly baptized. Furthermore, since other sacraments cannot be validly received in the soul without valid baptism, Fatherhood also was recently validly confirmed and validly ordained a transitional deacon and then a priest. Let us give thanks and praise to God for, for blessing us with Fatherhood's ministry. The difficulty of this news is also in its impact upon the rest of us. The deacon who first attempted to baptize Father Hood, Deacon Mark Springer, used this invalid formula while assigned at St. Anastasia Parish in Troy during the period from 1986 to 1999. The parish in Detroit of De the parish and archdiocese of Detroit will make efforts to contact those whom the deacon attempted to baptize so that they may receive valid sacraments. The Archdiocese has made the deacon's identity known in an attempt to alert people whom we may not have a way to contact. This news also impacts many who have interacted with fatherhood during these last three years, during which time his ability to celebrate valid sacraments has been greatly limited. 
More information is available on the website about effect, the effect on each sacrament. The parishes where fatherhood has been assigned, Divine Child in Dearborn and St. Lawrence in Utica, will be working with the archdiocese to contact those who sought out the sacraments with fatherhood, so that each individual circumstance may be examined and rectified. As is always the case with Christ, there is hope amid the darkness. The Church, following the thought of St. Thomas Aquinas, recognizes that God has bound himself to the sacraments, but he is not bound by the sacraments. This means that while we can have certainty that God always works through the sacraments when they are properly conferred by the minister, God is not bound by the sacraments in that he can and does extend his grace in a sovereign way. We can be assured that all those who approached fatherhood in good faith to receive the sacraments did not walk away empty-handed. We know that our Lord, in his unending love for us, supplied some measure of grace. God is drawn to hearts that are open to him in love. At the same time, the sacraments, when properly administered, are visible rites and efficacious channels through which the sanctifying grace of God flows to those who receive them with the proper dispensation. Sanctifying grace is necessary for a soul to spend eternity in heaven, and valid sacramental baptism guarantees that this grace has been placed in the soul. Sin is a loss of sanctifying grace, but all the sacraments work according to their purpose, to give and fortify sanctifying grace in the soul. This grace is a treasure of treasures, and we must do everything we can to protect the integrity of the sacraments through which we receive it. It is the duty of the local church to ensure that everyone entrusted into her care has the full benefit and certainty that come from the valid reception of the sacraments, which have been given to us to keep us as secure as possible on the path to heaven. On behalf of our local church, I am deeply sorry that this human error has resulted in disruption to the sacramental lives of some members of the faithful. I will take every step necessary to remedy the situation for everyone impacted. This commitment is, in part, why I write to you today with the hope that you may assist me in identifying those in need of the sacraments. If you believe your own sacramental record has may be tied to either Deacon Springer's or Fatherhood's ministry, Please visit their website to contact the Archdiocese or call your parish for more information about how to proceed. I ask that you join me in praying for fatherhood, Deacon Springer, members of the faithful directly impacted by the situation, for the entire Catholic community of Southeast Michigan. In the words of St. Paul to the Philippians, Have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Sincerely yours in Christ, the Most Reverend Alan H. Vigneron, Archbishop of Detroit. Okay, so that's pretty straightforward, right? I've heard that dioceses around the U.S. are getting inundated with calls about the validity of their baptism. It's a fair thing to be concerned about, given the situation. I was asked by a listener on Twitter to look into what makes a baptism valid in the eyes of the church, so I turned to Canon Law Made Easy for a simple explanation. And they have a few articles on this, so I really recommend you go read those, because they are experts above and beyond almost any of us on YouTube about this. But here's their brief explanation. Quote, As we discussed in Inclusive Language and Baptismal Validity, this involves pouring immersion using real water, while saying... Name, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. See Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraphs 1239 to 1240. He goes on to say that when anyone Catholic or not baptizes this way, they are considered baptized in the eyes of the Church. However, this wasn't always the case. Converts were once upon a time given a conditional baptism due to the divergent views on the nature and efficacy of baptism. 
plus the fact that often enough there just aren't records kept of baptism in some Christian communities. That's a discussion unto itself, fit for another day, but I want to zero in on something else here, and it was brought up by Rorate Chele. Over at that blog, they point out that all the sacraments given by fatherhood were not considered valid, and the Archdiocese has its hands full figuring out what to do. I mean, he's heard a lot of confessions and said a lot of masses, and other than probably the baptisms he's done, they're, they've got a major problem. There is a simple solution to prevent this from happening in the future, and it goes right to the heart of the debate between traditionalists and non-traditionalists. End the use of vernacular liturgy and sacraments, and institute the use of Latin exclusively in the Latin rite once again. There is no room for ad-libbing the sacraments when you're doing it that way, and there is no doubt whether a confession or a baptism was validly done on the priest's end when the priest is doing it strictly according to the rubrics of the church. We see this in the liturgy as well. How many times have you seen the new Mass functionally ad-libbed? while the priests adding in various parts of the consecration or other parts of the liturgy. I mean, we've all seen it, and that's something that needs to be addressed as well. I'll have a link on the Sources blog to the Rorate Chaley article, as well as to Archbishop Vigneron's statement so you can read them for yourself, as well as to the canon law piece. They're all must-reads in this time. I'm most curious about you. Were you baptized in Detroit at that time? Do you have questions about your own baptism now? <laughs> Let's be real, this is not limited to Detroit either. But let me know in the comments. I am honestly a little curious about my own, as I was baptized in the Pacific Northwest back in the early 1980s. The archbishop there is now Alexander Sample, and I don't worry about him, but I have no, no knowledge about the bishops and clergy there at the cathedral at that time. But let me know your thoughts in the comments, please. And thank you for listening, and please pray for the church. And thanks, a special thank you to the supporters of this channel. It is appreciated. I am Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.